Hey, what is good? It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Babo, and welcome to Babo's Block. If this is your first time joining me, I want to thank you for tuning in to this block party I have every time I step behind the mic. If this is your, I'd say, 52nd, 48th, whatever time it is, whatever, it is good to see you again. Thank you for tuning in for the one time, for the one time, um, and thanks for kicking me on the block. So, Firstly, let's go ahead and get the bills paid out of the way. My show is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the most good and the best help for Bobo's Block and Wonderground Media Network. Um, this is where we get our bread and butter from, so how we keep the lights on. Um, we have multiple tiers available so you can support however you feel. You can go visit patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. And there you'll find that this said ranging from like a dollar all the way up to $3,000. And if you get all the way to $3,000, you might have to get booked on an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, even if you went in the tuxedo, whatever, because we get married. <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm super excited. I took a week off. I, I thought I'd be having an episode for you guys. I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, I've been ripping and running for a bit. So let's get into that because we have something really important to talk about and the update you guys already know you you still haven't hit me up i'm going to keep doing the weird zoom zoom zooms um but that that kind of leads us into what's what's going on so yeah firstly um i've been i've been traveling and stuff like that been doing a lot um either wrestling or training or going out to have personal stuff or whatever like it's just a lot um i've been ripping on my body's just kind of like ooh like zombie mode right now. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. This is going to be a really good episode for the nergasm about it because I'm super excited. But here in the update, we got a lot of things to talk about personally. Um, with me getting to that point of exhaustion and being burnt out, I feel it's time I need to take a break. Not anything crazy. I'm just taking December off. Um, December is going to be a month of restructuring and, um, and planning for Wonderground Media and also Bobo's Block. I'm probably still maybe doing um, You Filthy Casuals. You might probably be able to catch me there like every other Friday or so, but I will be taking a break off of the block for December. So you guys actually have like four more episodes left for this year. This is not a season thing. I don't do seasons. Um, I'm just taking like a set of break. This is not going to be like the hiatus I took where it was like seven to eight months. I'm, I'm coming back in January. I have a lot of stuff planned, a lot of things on the horizon for you guys. This month as well, I'm dropping stickers. I'm dropping stickers. I wanted to do shirts and stickers, but I'm just going to drop stickers. Be on the lookout for those sticker packs. Um, I have a few things that I want to give you guys. Um, of course, if you are on the Patreon, you will be getting them first, and you probably get them shipped out to you for free. I don't know, man. I'll see how I'm feeling. But yeah, like um, I'll be giving away some stickers probably to my Patreon. Um, but you guys, you will have a link to to buy stickers. It'll probably be about a dollar or two a sticker, and a pack of four will be like five dollars or something like that. I don't know. Just see how it feels like. But I gotta get. I got everything together. I just need to get shipping and and um, logistical things out of the way. But yeah, I'm dropping stickers this month. Um, hopefully I'll be able to drop shirts when I'm back um, in January. You guys will definitely love the shirts that I've been working on. Um, it's some good stuff that is coming out the pipeline for you. But yeah, but December is gonna be a lot of that. Just a lot of like, <clears throat> a lot of like rethinking of how we're reaching out to a lot of things. And like I said, how I wanna bring Bobble's Block to 2022. Cause I have 
big ideas in my head. I have things that I want to do with you guys. I want to do a lot more live shows. I want to do more conventions. Now that everything's kind of opening back up. So, yeah, so I am excited for 2022. I hope you guys are as well. So definitely be on the lookout for those stickers this month, okay, at least? Be on the lookout for stickers. Um, that's the big announcement that I really wanted to get out of the way that I'm taking December off. But we have literally the rest of this month together. It's going to be um, shows every every um week. So, like, say, yeah, you're going to get a show next Tuesday, you're going to get a show on the 23rd, you're going to get a show on the 30th. That's four That's four whole shows, including this one. And I think I'm going to be doing nothing but movie reviews. Um, <laughs> It's going to start off with this one today. Like, we're going to be talking about The Harder They Fall. Yes, I'm super excited about that. Normally, I tell you guys what we're talking about after the Around the Net segment, but it's really good. I'm super hyped about this fucking movie, man. Um, But, yeah, it's... Speaking of around the net, let's go ahead and get into that real quick. Um, so yeah, of course we're going to go around the net. net, 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 net. Um, yeah, oh snap! I didn't even give a pot of the week. Let's back that up. I, I don't know what to say. I want to say it backwards, whatever. But yeah, um, friend of the pot of the week is actually going to go to. Um, a podcast that I enjoy listening to a lot. I I give them a lot of retweets and stuff. Um, let's try get it up there. Yeah, it is the But Why Though podcast. Of course, it is another geek and nerd culture-based podcast. You guys go check them out. They have um, amazing episodes, amazing website and blog as well, too, run by one of the dopest people that I know, Kate. Um, and like I said, there's, there's a great community there. The But Why Though podcast is something you definitely need to give a listen to. Um, if you guys can, I'll drop their links in the description below. They have a full blog website and they have, like I said, a couple, um, a couple podcasts I want to say. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, they have the, all right, let me go through the rundown of the But Why Though, um, community. They have the But Why Though podcast that do I have to? The Project Tahiti, which is their Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. They have the Nerd Social Club, Into the Spider-Cast. So here's what happened. Um, they have Trash Talk Podcast, Pixel Therapy Podcast, Bear Punch Media is the big thing. Is the big um, media company behind them. Behind the Rom- Beyond the Romance Drama Podcast. And they also have um, some shows called Is That a JoJo Podcast. So yeah, um, they, they like to so go check out the whole community over there. They have great contributors that right on their blog and their website. And they also have, like I said, some interesting shows that you guys should definitely listen to. So yeah, I am a big fan and I hope you guys will become a big fan of But Why Though Media, all right? It's a great geek community. So um, now, now we can get to Around the Net. All right, so yeah, so Around the Net this week, um, I'm going to go through the last couple things that I kind of missed or whatever, but here's the thing. You know how I am. I get all gung-ho and I'm like, I'm going to go through the... Like, no. I'm going to go through what I have down here and what I have um, saved on Facebook, bro. Because <laughs> it's... I, I, like I said, I missed like a week. I missed two weeks. I missed a week and then it's the stuff from this week, too. There's a lot of things. So, yeah. So, hmm. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. So, let's go ahead and start up the docket here. Um... All right, let's go. I'm going to save that one for last. All right, so let's go here. So Atlanta season three came out with the trailer. It looks good. 
Oh, it looks so good. Um, it's very, it's very interesting. If you get a chance to go look at it, please do. Like you, you have, um, yeah, Paperboy sitting in this in this life of luxury that I believe that's kind of what always what he wanted, but it's not what he thought thought it was gonna be. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for season three to drop. Zazie, Donald, Lakeith. Tyree, um, they've all been doing amazing things outside of Atlanta. And now for them to come back to finally finish up the story. I don't even think this is the final season. This is just the continuation of the story. So I'm excited to see what goes on from here. So, yeah, so definitely for this, um, we will be we will be keeping you up to date on Atlanta season three. Um, and I think it's should be dropping next year, I want to say. Let's see if they gave a uh, actual date or so because like i said they have they've been they've been gone for like a whole like three years now um yeah the last episode was like may 2018 <laughs> and they uh the shooting got delayed because of the pandemic um it was supposed to come out with yeah it was supposed to come out with i want to say the season this year but it got pushed back and they started yeah they started like i said doing production in season three and then greenlit season four um and started doing that in april so yeah yeah that's a little idea is an actual date that's been scheduled for when it when it's coming out but yeah once that comes out i definitely will definitely will be giving you guys that date okay i'm drinking a red bull now because again exhausted um so yeah so let's go ahead and see what else is up on the docket so Okay, so um, Zack Snyder he has these new movies on Netflix. It's like um, Army of the Dead and like Army of Thieves. But he is planning a new um, sequel for Army of the Dead, and he said he has some very wild ideas for said sequel. So Zack Snyder, um, this is from Gizmodo, by the way. Yeah, um, Gal Gadot talks up her new take on the Evil Queen. Alright, so yeah. They're saying there's going to be a lot of time travel and a lot of like crazy, like portal warping. Christopher Columbus is confirmed as the third. No, wait, no. What, what, what is this? Come on, man. Yeah, there's a lot of. Okay, yeah, that's what's going to be called Planet of the Dead. Yeah. It's going to be Planet of the Dead. That's going to be weird. Like, it's understandably like something that I'm. I'm not really excited for because I didn't watch Army of the Dead. I'm watching Army of Thieves because that's more of my alley. It's a heist movie. It's got a lot of like interesting characters. Army of the Dead didn't really pull me, so but I, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um, in a conversation with Variety, Zack Snyder stated that we can expect to see time travel portals, time loops, doorways to other realms in the upcoming sequel. First of all, all I know is exactly what I want to see in the sequel. We're doing animated series which will come out next year. The animated series, animated series will explain why, um, yeah, why of the zombie apocalypse and where the zombies come from exactly. I think the time loops, portals, doorways, and other realms, things of that nature are very much in play. So all the clues that Dieter gives us are very much a part of how we continue to spiral out the army of the dead universe. That's very cool. That's very interesting. Maybe if I, like I said, watch the animated series, I could probably go back and watch the movie. I don't know. It's just zombie things just not up my alley anymore. It's kind of zombied out, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
right. Um, next up in the docket, the Flash is Jordan Fisher actually wants to play Marvel's next Johnny Storm. Um, this one came from comicbook.com. So yeah, so Jordan Fisher he plays Impulse or Bart Allen in the in the current Flash season. He is literally a brand new face for me. So I'm excited to see him in new places. Um, but yeah, he says that um, he said it on Twitter that he wanted to actually play Johnny Storm. Um, let's see the tweet. Yeah, he said, "Hey, Kevin Feige, let me know when you're ready to, for an end of phase. Yeah, <laughs> let me know when you're ready for the end of phase four. And he puts a picture of Chris <laughs> Chris Evans as Johnny Storm in the heat chamber. So yeah, so that's a lovely idea, or whatever. But he um. As a lot of, he said a lot of dream roles that he would like, such as like the Riddler, um, Johnny Storm, and like a couple other things. Like so, he's kind of just casting his net out there to see where he can land after he's done being Bart Allen, I believe. So yeah, so that, that, that I, I I like little fantasy castings like that. Um, and speaking of fantasy casting, this is one that. Net, this next story is one that Netflix definitely doesn't want to cast. Um, <laughs> The Netflix or the Devil May Cry show that's going to be coming out on Netflix. The producer assures us that Chris Pratt is not Dante. After we got the bombshell of fucking uh, Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario in the new upcoming Mario movie, it feels like they're trying to shoehorn Chris Pratt into everything. Um, and we, Adi Shankar, producer of the Netflix excellent Castlevania series, sat down with IGN in Japan. To discuss his next projects, an animated adaptation of Capcom's heavy, um, heavy devil, yeah, action heavy Devil May Cry franchise, sadly it does not seem like there's any room for Chris Pratt in the voice cast. And he said, I can confirm that Virgil is in it, as well as Lady, and of course Dante. Shankar revealed it before jokingly adding, I can also confirm that Chris Pratt won't be voicing any of the characters. So it's a good little jab. At Nintendo, um, and having them voice, having them use Chris Pratt voice Mario. So yes, I'm super happy. I hope they are able to get Johnny Bosch for Dante because that's that's my Dante. Um, but <laughs> super happy that Chris Pratt is not involved in this. And again, a, a good little jab that they did for for <laughs> coming at Nintendo's neck. Um, next up in the docket, we have news from the Black Panther two production set. So currently. There was an accident or something happened to where Letitia Wright um, was injured on set and they've currently shut down production and letting her recover. So that being said, she has to be a pivotal part of this movie if they're shutting down the full production to let her recover. Um, Yes. They're temporarily shutting down to the severity, yeah, due to the severity of the injury sustained by Letitia Wright. Sources close to close to production tell Hollywood Reporter. Wright was injured in late August while the film was shooting the sequence involving a stunt rig on location in Boston. At the time, Marvel Studios said Wright's injury would ultimately not impact the shooting schedule of the film. After the injury, Wright left for London, where the star has been ever since. While the production shot around her character Shuri, the sister of Black Panther's Chala Wright's. Right, Shuri became a fan favorite breakout in 2018 blockbuster and stuff like that. Yeah, but like I so said, yeah, currently Letitia has been recovering in London and since September from injury sustained on the set of Black Panther 2, looking forward to returning to work early 2022. As a representative of Wright said in the statement to The Hollywood Reporter, Letitia kindly, Letitia kindly asks you to keep her in your prayers. Um, 
very interesting that it was one of her representatives because we also know that she fired all of her U.S. representatives, so that had to be a London representative directly. So, mm, eh, I wish her a speedy recovery. Hopefully, there's nothing too serious that keeps her on the sidelines for more than um, the allotted time of healing. So, here's to a healthy recovery, and, the, and hopefully, Black Panther 2 can get back on track early 2022. All right? All right, so yeah, next up in the docket, we have some news from um, movies. No, yeah, we have some movie news. Let's go ahead and do some movie news. So um, currently, Gal Gadot says that they're, they're getting Wonder Woman 2, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman 3 script ready, and it will arrive, yeah, it will arrive very soon. Um, they say they're currently working on the script, and it's coming from Variety yourself. So hopefully, I've had, I've had, I expressed my, um, <laughs> I've expressed my my feelings about Patty Jenkins in her last statements about certain about movies and things like that, and how she has a very elusive snobby partake on things like that. But again, it'll be good to see what they're doing with the Wonder Woman verse. Hopefully, we get Nubia. We have a great adaptation of Nubia out right now, written by my sister, Stephi Will and Vita. Um, they are both working so hard on on this on this um, Nubia and the Amazons, and they're also doing the crossover book of the Amazon Trials. Yeah, the Trials of the Amazons. Like, oh, guys, look out for my homie, Stephanie Williams. She is out here writing fucking comics, bro. So, yes, please. Shout out to her. Um, Wonder Woman 3 hopefully is better than Wonder Woman 1984. Don't know how they're gonna kind of. I hope they go into the future. Let's stay out of the past. The past is kind of done. Let's go and explore Wonder Woman's future. Cool, cool. All right. Um, next up, there are rumors um, that are brewing. This came from one of the homies, the Wednesday Pull List. Um, they said that the word on the street that Marshall Ali could make their first appearance as Blade in the upcoming Moon Knight series. I personally can't wait to see him this place, so I think this will be dope. What are your thoughts? So, to give the Wednesday pull list my thoughts on this, this will be amazing. Because you remember how we were like, oh, they would dare, they could wouldn't dare put Jonathan Majors in Loki. Like, he's too big of a name that we're waiting to Quantumanium to pull him out as King the Conqueror. Why, why would they put him in as, on, on a TV show, Loki? And then they did it. And then they actually went ahead and gosh darn did it. And now anything is possible. Anybody can show up anywhere. Like, I can't wait to see who we're pulling out of the bags for this Hawkeye show. I know that they're going to probably pull out um, Yelena for for Hawkeye. But they're also probably going to pull out some other big name. We, we don't know yet. There's a lot of things that are in the in play. Like, because we still have this Marvel show coming out. Like I said, Moon Knight's about to come out. Like, there's a lot of things. Oscar Isaac has been working his ass off on Moon Knight. So, see him go toe-to-toe with Mahershala Ali, even if it's just like a cameo, if he walks in and he's like the last episode, he's like, hey, Blade, and like, yeah. Like, it would be fucking dope. I would love it. Um, I definitely am excited to see where Mahershala Ali first shows up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether it be a television show or a movie. Blade is literally what started the MCU. They don't give it its due credit, but hopefully they are 
going to be able to pay homage to the original Blade trilogy um, with Wesley Snipes and everything of that nature. And just, like I said, give it his praise. Like, Blade is what kept Marvel Studios afloat while everything else was being sold off. Like, it's really the really the last bastion along with Ghost Rider. They don't, they don't really talk about it a lot, but we in the black nerd community know and, and fucking put it on, on the Bible, on the Marvel Bible, that is. Um, and Blade saved Marvel Studios. It really did. But yeah, um, I, I, that'll be a nerd gathering for another day. All right, so also in movie news, Taika Waititi is actually set to direct a film adaptation of The Incal. The Incal is a dope um, independent comic book. If you haven't read it, read it or so, go ahead and pick up that graphic novel and kind of give it a skim through. Like it's an amazing story. I, don't, I believe that I believe you could pick up an omnibus or either a full trade paperback for a few volumes of it. It's it's really dope. I want to say that it's finished. But yeah, um, he has said that he's signing off for the project, and we 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 have a lot of film, we have a lot of adaptations of different independent comic books out there, and we've already seen what he can do with Thor. We've seen what he can do with um, with a lot of like bigger name comic books. Now I want to see what he's going to be able to pull off with this. I believe that it's going to be adapted into a television show. Um, I don't know. So yeah, we'll, um, yeah, the films and graphic novels of Alejandro Jodorowsky have influenced me and so many others for so long. I was stunned to be given the opportunity to bring his iconic characters to life, Taco Watizi said. Um, it is a French artist, yeah, <laughs> the writer and um, French artist Mobius at the end of the 70s, the Encala's devoted readership have become the highest selling science fiction graphic novel in history. The graphic novel is the foundation of the Jodoverse, which encompasses the best selling comic book series such as the Metabronze and Megalux. Like there's a lot of things that that this this one graphic novel has like said influence and spawned off. It centers on a private investigator, John Didu. Um, John DeFool, and who happens upon a mystical artifact known as the Incal, an object of great power coveted by many factions across the galaxy. As DeFool learns that the Incal's powers and purpose, he teams with a ragtag crew on a mission to save the universe. So yeah, so I'm definitely, definitely excited to see when this gets into production or so, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of follow along with the ride and the journey of the making of this movie adaptation for something that's again a beloved comic book series and is literally one of the most um prolifically like touted and most like that read comic book series around so yeah um sticking to movie around uh on it, it's not really movie this is um uh, this is television so so avatar the last ever and it actually cast daniel day kim as the live action fire lord ozai I have been loving the the full on push of POC characters playing by POC people in Avatar, so that is very dope to see Daniel Day Kim um, sign on as Fire Lord Ozai. He has that that menacing aura about him he wants to. So I I can't wait to see his portrayal of Fire Lord Ozai when it comes to the Netflix stream. So um, they have a dope little cast there. They're kind of putting together. If you guys remember the announcement of the original four or five children. Who will be playing? Uh, who will be playing Aang, Katara, Sokka, um, and Zuko? And I think they casted as well uh, Princess Azula. I, I have to go back and see. But yeah, 
the Avatar, the last Airbender has been a little bit of a rocky kind of thing because the the actual creators of Avatar have kind of fallen off um, production because they creative differences. We know that there's going to be a lot of things that we may not vibe with, but hopefully the cast can pick it up and run from there. So I'm still crossing fingers and holding out hope that it will be better than the M. Night Shyamalan adaptation. Anything is better than the M. Night Shyamalan adaptation. Please, for God's sake, be better than the M. Night Shyamalan adaptation. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that, that too. Yeah, but they make him. He's going to bring in his final order of That's going to be dope. So, um, we're getting into some comic news. Um, two things from the com- comic verse. So, DC has done something. All right, so, if you guys know me, I love the current, well, the current adaptation or run of Mr. Miracle. Um, since the Tom King and Mitch Curtis run, I've been trying to re- keep up and read Mr. Miracle as well. So now they've done something pretty dope, pretty huge. So DC's Mr. Miracle is just reversed or kind of flipped the, flipped the classic dark side is on its heels. Like they, they, they've taken this tagline and giving it new life. So there have been three people to assume the role of Mr. Miracle. The first is Thaddeus Brown, who's a escape artist who passed his name and gimmick down to Scott Free, an escape artist or escapee from Apocalypse. The third is Shiloh Norman. He was a protege of Scott Free. Scott and his wife Barter starred in a critically acclaimed miniseries by Tom King, like I said. And in addition to fighting the existential angst, he had to contend with Darkseid, the, the Lord of Apocalypse, loomed over his life, repeating the mantra, Darkseid is. Um, it's a very grim and like heavy statement every time it's made. I remember there was literally a full-on blacked-out page, just in the middle, white typewriter letter, Darkseid is. And in that book, like you never really never really got a grasp of like, is this real or is this just dark side fucking with Scott this entire time? So yeah, the series, the series ended on an ambiguous note, one that still is a source of debate. Scott Free and Barter are nowhere to be found now, seemingly erased from the universe. Shiloh um, is once again Mr. Miracle with no memory of his mentor. However, a mysterious warrior calling himself Navir has attacked, um, has attacked Shiloh claiming to be the daughter of Scott and Barter and insisting that Shiloh is tainting their legacy. So at the end of issue six, spoilers, by the way, um, at the end of issue six, written by Brandon Easton with art by Fico Asisio, colors by Rico um, Renzi, and the letters by Rob Lee, opens with Mr. Miracle as he lands full, yeah, has his hands full with Namir. The two are fighting back and forth Neither getting the upper hand, a vision of Thaddeus Brown appears to Shiloh, telling him to look beyond the costume and being his yeah, being a superhero to embrace Shiloh Norman, because that is the true source of his strength. After talking to Navir, yeah, after talking to Navir down, Shiloh is reunited with his once thought dead parents, who imported yeah, who part upon Shiloh how proud they are of him when Mr. Miracle returns to Metropolis. He calls a press conference, promising a big announcement, and reporters ask, who is Mr. Miracle? And all of a sudden, Shiloh removes the mask, and in front of the crowd, he declares, Shiloh is. <sighs> Such simple things. If you don't know Shiloh Norman, is Shiloh Norman is a black man who, again, as I said, is an escape artist who's trained 
by Scott Free. And like I said, this is a, a very pivotal, powerful moment because, again, we don't know what happened to Scott and Barta. We don't know if anything like that was real. But the, the child is saying they're here. It's a wonderful thing to see how they're trying to rewrite the rewrite the legacy, but reclaim the legacy of Mr. Miracle through this new narrative. So I'm excited to see where they take it from here and to see a man like Shiloh Norman step up and give hope to those who are just kind of a little bit afraid of what's, ha what's happening on Apocalypse and bringing it this way and stuff. It's really dope. And then to turn that entire dark side is um, narrative on his head by declaring that Shiloh is. It's lovely. It's very lovely. So yeah. I'm excited to see where they go next. I'm a huge Mr. Miracle fan. And now knowing that Shiloh is back into um, the Mr. Miracle, the Mr. Miracle actual title, I, I can't wait to get, get back into reading that series. So next up in comic news, as I was telling you guys, um, we have another thing also from DC. DC is actually honoring um, Black Lightning by making him a king, literally a king. Um, Black Lightning will be a will basically be starting as a king in the Dark Knights of Steel issue number one. So if you guys basically um, want to go ahead and read it, I, I would suggest you do. I'm not going to give you many spoilers on here, but Superman finds his way into medieval Earth where familiar DC favorites are recasted in the Middle Ages. Batman as a young prince and John Constantine as an oracle, but perhaps the most unique transformation of all is that of Black Lightning, who is a king and pursuing a mysterious agenda against Superman and his family. So yeah, go ahead and pick up that first issue of Dark Knights of Steel, number one. That should be out. Um, let see when they'll be dropping. Ah, <sighs> I'm looking at the art for it. This looks amazing. Um, trying to see. It does not say. Yeah, it doesn't say when I'll be dropping it. I'll try to see if I can get the, get the date for it for you guys because I'll definitely be um, interested in reading this as well. If it's already out, I'll go ahead and check and see if it's in the comments, comments pull list, okay? All right. So, um, next up on the docket, it's something very interesting. Um, there's going to be an event on. Um, Tsunami that's coming up on November the 13th. That's actually this upcoming Saturday. So Blade Runner Black Lotus will be premiering. And I think it's going to take over all of Tsunami that night. Like it's going to be a full like series. It's a collaboration. It's a collaboration between Crunchyroll and Adult Swim. Um, this looks beautiful as fuck. Like you guys definitely want to go check out the trailer. It should be a it should be a damn sure good ride. Like um, Blade Runner is a, a iconic series that I am inter interested to see play out in an anime format. So yeah, so Blade Runner Black Lotus will premiere on Adult Swim on November 13th, and it'll be a full night event. So you guys definitely want to be on the lookout for that. Set your DVRs or whatever you have to do. I I, I definitely be I definitely be look watching this. Okay, if I'm, I think I'm probably, I can't think I gotta wrestle, but I'm definitely gonna be watching this. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of another um, adaptation that's coming to the animated realm now, um, 
we just got the premiere of League of Legends Arcane um, on Netflix. If you guys haven't watched that, that is going to be dropping episodes weekly. You guys definitely need to check it out. It's a beautiful adaptation of the League of Legends characters, and we're going to get the full story and the background things of, like, the game that people have been playing for fucking decades. So I'm excited to watch that, and I definitely highly recommend that you go check that out on Netflix as well. For the name not approved. Um, so, yeah. So, um, oh, next up on the docket, we have some new information um, on, sorry, it's just very weird, bleed. That's a new, new Bleach information. Um, Bleach has been talking about this new arc that they're going to be doing, a Thousand Years Blood War arc. And, yeah, we've learned that a lot more stuff will be revealed um, on December 18th at Jump Festa. And I'm excited because Bleach is one of the big three, literally one of the big three. And for us to first kind of get some stuff, like I began like the beginning of this year, and it's been months since they've given us any other like update or details. So yeah, so we've gotten the whole Burn Witch campaign. So yeah, it's the 20th anniversary of Bleach, and we're getting that thousand year art. And like I'm like looking at the art and everything of like older Ichigo and shit like that. Like ah, oh, the new Hollow Mask Ichigo that they have on here. Like there's so much. That we have to catch up on. So, mm, yeah, Burn the Witch was a a side um, a side story. So I believe still set in the set in the Bleach universe from from Jump Comics. So yeah, but having Bleach celebrate its 20th anniversary, it was such a pivotal anime for a lot of people. And like I myself, um, I watched Bleach until, up until the end. I want to say up until the anime stopped running. And um, I wasn't the biggest reader of the manga, but I did try to keep up with whatever they were putting out until it, like I said, finally came to its conclusion. So for it to be doing this 20th anniversary and probably giving us probably a movie or either a manga drop would be amazing. So yeah, that's going to be dope. So you guys definitely check out the Bleach information um, on bleach-20th-anniversary.com. I am... I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. All right, so... And it looks like last thing about the docket. Yeah, last thing about the docket. Um, Xavier Woods and, oh, sorry, Austin Creed wins, aka Xavier Woods from WWE and Golden Boy um, from the F, from the fighting game community. Um, FT Dub, he's they're coming to return the return to host WWE Superstar Gaming Series. It's a star-studded crew of superstars and celebrities that you don't want to miss out on. Um, it's going to be going on on November 11th, so that's going to be also this week. So it looks like on the promotional picture, we have the the, the crew from Up Up Down Down. We have Liv Morgan, we got Bailey, we got Biggie, we got Xavier, we got Samoa Joe, and then on the other side we have people like T Pain, we have um, like I said Golden Boy, the Completionist. We have a good bit of people who are um, stepping up to the gamer side, man. So yeah, this is going to be dope. Of course, Xavier has been working with people like Golden Boy and the Policianist because he works for G4 as well. Austin Creed is one of the hosts on G4, and of course, G4 is probably going to be involved in this some way, somehow. So I'm excited to see the um, Superstar Gaming series. And also, I love that T Pain's in this because T Pain has really been getting his fucking like gamer cred back um, with his streams and all his podcasts and everything like that. So I'm super excited to happy to see that. All right. So. I think like I said that is everything in the docket. So let's go ahead and get into the musical break. This one is actually from one of my favorite Twitter, Instagram influencers. Keeps did it. 
Um, Keats did it. He a few months back put out a, uh, a reel or a TikTok or whatever about like, oh, if a hood nigga started started watching anime and he did the freestyle because he's also a rapper. Um, and everybody was like, yo, you got to make this a full fucking song. You got to make this a full song. And he's finally done that. He's made it a full song, and he's and he shot the video at DreamCon. If you guys were at DreamCon to experience that, you you were blessed because DreamCon was fucking lit this year. Um, I wish I would have. I wish I would have been able to get in. Already tickets are already sold out for DreamCon for next year, so hopefully I get into DreamCon twenty twenty three. Um, so I <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out this song. Um, this is one of the hottest fucking tracks I feel like he's put out. And he's put out a good bit of music. Um, so yeah, I leave the description below for you guys in the in the um in the comments as well. You can tell me if if it's fucking fire or whatever you want to say about it. It's it's, it's lit. Um, it's it's very it's very nerdcore heavy. Like he he's a rapper, but he's not a nerdcore rapper. But this is like a good step into nerdcore for him. Now, I hope you guys definitely enjoy it. But it's called the best anime rap ever. All right. So catch you guys after the music break. We're talking about the harder they fall. So, one thing you also have probably seen since it's very niche-based, and this is DreamCon, is the hardest anime rap to ever be made. My boy done put me on to anime, now I see shit clearer. So I've been putting my pen to the page, my name is Kira. Now I'm too raw, man, these chopsticks are how you leaking. I'm in the game, but it's like SAO, these niggas sleeping. After I drop this, all y'all niggas gonna be biting. But when you see this shit reposted, know that I'm the original titan. Don't apologize, you puppet, I don't care that you so sorry. Dedicate this to my brother, man, I'm moving like a Tachi. Y'all boys is goofy, this MAC-10 extender. I call it Luffy This that sage mode that I be on Y'all come up, it's rising gone I ain't what you used to Throw up signs, it's not a jutsu Word to Mirio I activate quirk and I'm running through ya It's a different mode I'm like Kid Goku Don't make me get the pole I'm cold like Todoroki mama Flexing like I'm Asta Make a Yuki hit a special Shoku Geki, now you pasta Get your punches after punches So respect me like Saitama Can't nobody stop me I see what you're doing I'm gifted with hockey I'm going berserk on these niggas like Brawley, it's I for a nine, that's worth the Kakashi, adopted y'all niggas, you know the plan, I'm up and I promise I'll never land, I flipped on the beat and I'm wrecking it, got my eye on the prize like I'm Pegasus, rock, paper, scissors, shooting your gun, a freezer with it, bring the fight to your home, Vegeta with it, put an M on your dome, shoot the chopper, take your soul, king, when I turn you to bones, tell me who's spookier, she gave me that coochie like Rukia, she gave me a hand like she robbing, she like Dr. Stone with the noggin, woo! Shopping, I don't even look at the price. Naked, frozen like it's Yuri on ice. Sub of a dub, that's a word of advice. And if she watching dub, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. If she watching dub, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. 
I'm the MC like a RPG. Got that fire on me like a RPD. I got hella clips like a RDC. Whips in it, man, it's hard to see. Pulling strings, so I feel like Daffy. I'm a dope king. Learn that shit from Joffrey. One piece, it's a trip to watch me. I got Buddha blessing my beat department. Cut the track and you can call me Mugen when you see the stick. You can call me Lucas. I'm a good slime. I ain't talking mucus. Keeps and Buddha, I'ma call it fusion. OP, I ain't never losing. I'm a character, so I know she choosing. Cheat codes, how my shit maneuver. Sick with it, gonna get your booster. Shopping, I don't even look at the price. Naked, frozen like it's Yuri on ice. Sub of a dub, that's a word of advice. And if she watching dub, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. If she watching dub, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. Nah, I can't make her my wife. Best anime rap ever. Um, when I tell you the boy Keith, that, he has flow for days. Like he did the whole um, if the planets, if the planets had meetings and stuff. It was a series of like TikToks and reels or whatever. Um, but he also made a song off of that too. You know, um, I love the characters that he plays. But like this, this hard at like this rapping that he does. Like oh my god, like he's the truth. Um, sorry for the audio issues back on the first half of the episode. I don't know what happened there, but I could, um, I think just something on my, on my recording equipment picked up the wrong microphone, but I, I got it fixed now. I hope you guys can hear me a lot better. So yeah, so we're, we're, um, definitely shouting out again to Keats. Keats did it. Um, go find that song everywhere on Spotify, on iTunes. Um, I have the link to the YouTube video, um, in the description below. So definitely hit him up. Give the man support. He's out here doing his thing, and he's independent. He is, like, legitimately come, come up from the mud, bro. Come up from the mud. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to be a follower and a supporter of Keats Did It. Go in, he's got his new shop up as well. Um, well, it's the same shop he's had. It's just all the stuff is restocked, all the sweaters, all the shirts, all the hoodies. Um, he has a makeup palette out for the girls. Like, it's, he's that boy's out there doing the damn thing. I, I applaud him. I applaud him for all of his, his hard work, bro. So, yeah, let's get into to this so <sighs> netflix they've been putting out bangers for for a good minute so i honestly was excited from jump to watch the harder they fall because it's a it's a black western the last black western that i really got into was with my dad um and i'll get into more about that in a little bit or so but it was rosewood and that was a real story and again with this they're taking real life black cowboys and real life people making this story to fit this narrative that's such a beautifully shot goddamn movie. Um let's 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 start from the beginning. So I remember back when they first announced um The Heart of They Fall, and I was very um very intrigued because it was not only um, directed by a very pivotal black person. Um, see, because like I said, it was directed by. Sorry, I'm trying to get his full name. 
um well his director name is the bullets uh <laughs> yeah is Hemi samuel he's the brother of seal this is really like this very interesting thing about it um but yeah um Hemi samuel he's done a great bit of um work or so he's directed a few movies that i've watched on my end and i like I said they when they announced him as director for this movie, I, I knew it was going to be black as fuck. And I was cool with that because that's lit. That's dope. Um, and there was also something about this cast. If you haven't read through this cast or so before, so let's go through the starring cast. Of course, Idris Elba, Zazie Beats, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Keith Stanfield, RJ Seiler, Delroy Lindo, we also have Dion Cole, Mustafa Shakir, Woody McClain, Danielle Deadwitter, Ed, Edai Gathagi. Uh, like, I was so happy to see Eddie Gathagi not being blown up in this goddamn movie. Well, get to Bill Pickett later. But yeah, like you have s- such a star-studded cast. You have people like Damon Wayans Jr. was in here. Um, who else was very notable? Dwanda Wise was in here. She was the... She was in the beginning of it. Um, they had a great, great set of people. And a lot of diverse black people were in this movie. And it was such a very, uh, like, thought out process from every little step that I saw. So there, there, there are some good things. There's some bad things about it. So the, the bad thing about the casting, I'm not talking about the movie. The movie was fucking amazing. Um, since these people were real. They, there were a lot of things that were able to be pulled off properly, but there was one casting of Zazie Beats as Stagecoach Mary. Um, a lot of people say that she should have passed on this role, um, and that's because Stagecoach Mary was a very tall, very dark skinned, very like I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking face type black woman in the old west, and Zazie was portrayed more so as like a badass, but. She was more so a damsel in distress most of this movie. And there was an issue because of her light skin, like I said, her lighter skin. And also, like I said, she didn't look much like Stagecoach Mary to begin with. But again, it's Hollywood. You have to kind of take take what you can get. Um, but this is a very big production. I, I still applaud everyone in this cast um, for what they were able to pull off, man. I was so thoroughly entertained by this movie so um the setup is that rufus buck came in to nat love or the love family home while nat was 10 years old and rufus shot his father side of the mother put a cross on on nat's head forehead and went about his business from that point forward, Nat sought revenge on Rufus for his whole life, brought up himself to be an outlaw, be an outlaw that robs outlaws. That's who Nat Love is. He's an outlaw who robs outlaws. And he has the Nat Love gang, which is Jim Beckworth and Bill Pickett with Stagecoach Mary as well at his side. And Nat Love is the leader. Rufus Buck gang is Rufus, of course. Trudy Smith, treacherous Trudy Smith. Um, you have as well um, Cherokee Bill 
and you have a couple, a good bit of other supporting cast members in the Rufus Buck gang. He has the Crimson Hood gang at his, as his little lackeys and stuff. So that's where Damon Wayans Jr. comes in. And you get to meet a lot of interesting characters. One, one character for me was Willie Esco. He's a big, big part in this movie. And I called that part as well. Not even like a big part is it like he has a lot of scenes, but he's, he's a big reason why a lot of things get kicked off in the way they do. But he was played by Dion Cole. I know Dion Cole as a, as a comedian, as someone who who makes me laugh on a constant basis. But there was just something about the introduction of Willie Esco as Dion Cole putting on this evil, deep persona, this dark, like this nigga is in the in the in the in the big house eating steak, talking his shit. And I was I've never seen the side of Dion Cole, and I want more of it. Um. There, there, there's a great narrative that plays out through this movie, and um, I, I, I was blown away by this movie because, as I told you, last Western I watched was with my dad. My father was an avid lover of westerns. He would watch The Rifleman. He would watch Gunsmoke. He watched Wyatt Earp. He watched. We watch. Um, Russ at Rosewood. We watch a lot of old Western movies. That's that was his superheroes of the day. That's how our parents were entertained, especially like our fathers. Like a lot of dads that I know, even like dads that I meet or whatever, they they love Westerns. Westerns were their were their comics, like their comic heroes. Like how for us, we have like Spider Man and we have all this um like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have like DC heroes, we have all the indie comics and stuff. They had cowboys and Indians. They had shoot 'em up westerns. They had the old Wild West depiction of whatever. When you when you play as kids, they you would play cowboys and Indians back then, or like you would play the heroes that you sought out to be. And to see Westerns for me, it was just a boring thing that my dad loved. And like he it was a bunch of white guys shooting up people. There'll be a couple of black guys here and there, whatever. But like it was just 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 never my thing. It was never something I was interested in when it came to watching. But I watched it with my dad because that's what he loved or whatever. Um, It is such like because when i first watched rosewood and i saw fucking vin reigns as a badass cowboy i was like oh oh shit okay all right i I see it okay let's do this like and to find out that rosewood was real and that it was here in 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 american florida i was like what Like, like it's crazy shit's crazy but still um i love to see this because you got to see a thriving black Western community. Like there were so little white people in this. It brought me, it brought me so much like a stop, like a how could I, admiration of what they were able to pull off. Like I, 
I um I touted to 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 my to the person I was watching it with. I said, I bet you we get through this whole goddamn movie without one person with one without one white person saying nigga. And they did it. They fucking did it. And you know, like they, they teased it for a second. Cause the guy on the tr- the train conductor comes out and he says, Hey, get off the tracks, you stupid pow. And she and Regina King shoots him. And then Cherokee Bill, Lakeith Stanfield comes like, what if you was say what if you was gonna say Ninkapoop? Regina King looks back and says, I ain't no Ninkapoop either. Like it, I love it. I love it. I, you 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 have a expectation, especially with me being a Tarantino like fan back in my days. Like you know, like, oh, this is gonna be one of them things where you just go hear nigga a lot. You go hear the N-word flown around by white people a lot, but they got through that without doing it at all. I don't even think we we I don't even think a lot of the people in this movie said nigga. Like really. Like it was a like it was something I didn't have to think about. Um there was a moment where you worried so much because in the in the I want to say second and third act, second and going into the third act, um we have to rob a bank, but we have to rob a bank in a really white town, like so white that everything in this town is painted white. It's a white town. And the way we played that scene out was such, such beauty, such like, oh, like you remember in Get Out when we were at the climactic end and he just taken out everybody and then you just saw red light, red and blue lights coming up from behind him. And you're like, fuck. Oh, my nigga's about to go to jail. He's going to get blamed for killing all these white people. They were trying to kill him. And then it was his friend. It was his homie. Took the TSA car, which happens to have security lights. And the sigh of relief. Oh, that's that's one of those scenes that you get in this town. It's one of those scenes that you get where you're just like, okay, it didn't go down like I thought it was going to go down. And again, nobody said the N-word. Like, my God. It's, so, like, it's just simple shit like that. Like, just being able to exist without the, 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 the looming, like, presence of racism throughout this. Like, yeah, you get the sense that these people are racist because she even... Um, the bank teller even goes into this racial, like this racist ass fucking, um, exposition of like, oh, well, <laughs> you gotta have money here to withdraw. <laughs> Maybe you should try to go over to Redwood or go over to this place where we, they take your kind over there and then we rob the fucking bank. Like again, spoilers for anybody who haven't seen this yet, but yeah, it's such a good movie. Um, the full plot line throughout this is really interesting because it plays on a great Western trope of a revenge tale because this Nat Love is out for revenge for everyone involved in the murder of his mother and father. You start the movie off with him getting revenge. You end the movie with him realizing that maybe revenge is not the right way. There's a big plot twist in this movie that if you pay attention to it, you see coming, but 
even when I even when I saw it coming, I, it's still like my God, because the way that they play it off afterwards, and it's and here's was one lovely little small detail that I love. This isn't even connected because these are two different fucking properties, but it connected in my head because of Jonathan Majors. So the whole thing is about him going to kill Rufus Buck and they call Rufus Buck the devil himself a lot of the time in this movie. And it hearkened me back to Loki when Jonathan Majors is the one he, the he who remains said, so you've come to kill the devil. And that's such a lovely tie for me. Like Jonathan Majors is such an amazing actor and has natural chemistry with honestly any person he steps on the camera, steps in front of the camera with. He has chemistry with Zazie, has chemistry with Rufus, he has chemistry with fucking um, Trudy, he has chemistry with every single, because even there was a moment, a small moment, I don't even know why it just caught my eyes because Jonathan is so fucking good. So like there was a moment they're coming, pulling into town and then Jonathan looks and he gives Trudy this Trudy Smith treacherous Trudy Smith. This look like, damn you too. And then she looks back at him like, yeah, me too. But there was never any word said. It's just a play off of energies. Just a, just a slight small glance is these, unspoken moments that are between a lot of these characters because there are a lot of those moments between Trudy and Rook and Rufus like there's just like you know there's something there but they never say it they never give you full confirmation but you know you feel it in your bones that hey they're like they they would die for each other they would lay down their guns and lay down their life to save the other if given or if forced for the choice. Like there was such a beautiful moment between Trudy Cherokee and Rufus when, because if you've seen the trailer, you've seen them seen the scene where they come to get Rufus out of the train. And there's a moment where he stops he looks at the guard, has him unlock him, kicks the chains away. He leans in. He puts his forehead to Trudy's forehead. He turns, puts his forehead to Cherokee Bills. Deep breath in. And then he's back. He is free. And you just feel that moment play out and just like, oh, Every shot, every scene, every little setup, even the smallest things are just like a stare down, a simple Western stare down. They play so heavy and they pace everything out so perfectly. Like you get the sense that these are people who have been through some shit and you don't even have to see it all. You just see it in their their movements. You see it on their faces. You see it when they're just kind of trying to have a simple moment, simple life moment. Like when he comes back to Redwood and he's just walking around the town that he built. And you never really feel as if this man is truly despicable and evil. But you know 
that there's something he's done. Like he, he couldn't have gotten the way he is by just being a, a, a stand-up man alone. Like he, he's done some despicable things and you know it. But again, he, he doesn't wear it like he does. He, there's a, a wonderful thing about um, an egomaniac that they know what they're doing is right. There was a point in the movie where he is basically sticking up the town. Like he's like, y'all have until till the end of this week or y'all have to get me every single penny out of this goddamn place or I'll burn your shit to the ground. Literally, he's threatening to burn down the city that he claims that he loves and he's built and he wants to be a Mecca, but he will definitely do what he fucking says and you know it because it's just the way that the portrayal of Rufus Buck comes off and it's like oh Idris Elba I need more of this I want more of this it has to be something I could get like a prequel or something like oh they leave you in a place where you feel as if they could do a sequel they could do a sequel if they wanted to but they also like you leave it a good place where you're satisfied with the ending. I want you guys to go watch this movie. I truly do. There are very hard hitting moments. They're very deep, romantic, loving moments between a lot of the characters. There is a there's a part where a character that I wanted to shine so bad really got that ability to do. And that's the one thing that I love. Here's where I will compare it to my last movie review of Dune. They give every single person their just due. They build them, they give you a reason to care about them, and they let you know this person is complete. Like this isn't just like a thing where we're saving for the next movie. This isn't a thing that we're just not going to explain, but you got to have to figure it the fuck out. Like they make sure you understand the gravity of every single character, every action they take. Why it's so, why is it so important and what happens next afterwards? Like that's how you build a story, especially a story that no one like, or a lot of people who haven't, gotten into the source material because these again these people are real you can go look up all of these characters you can look up Cathay Williams you can look up Bass Reeves you can look up Bill Pickett you can look up Jim Beckworth you can look up Clyde Grimes Rufus Buck Stagecourse Mary Treacherous Trudy Smith Nat Love you can look up Monroe Grimes you can look up General Abbott you can look up every single person that has been mentioned because all of these people are real they're all actual characters being are that are all actual people being portrayed in this movie of historical figures all black all dope all all for the yeehaw agenda like i i learned so much more about this movie through the community that loved it i learned more about the little small behind the theme things be from like Netflix strong black lead. Because if you take a minute to stop and look on the side of the train, I think this is everybody shared this by now, but I, I you, it's such a lovely fucking tribute. They've named the train that we were getting Rufus Buck out of the CA Bozeman. That is the Chadwick, a Bozeman train. 
it is a beautiful nod to a brother, a friend, and a very, very strong mentor for a lot of the younger actors. It is something they wanted to do because he is a cultural icon now. Chadwick Boseman left a, such a beautiful mark on this on this industry that we can't help but give him his just due and homage. I am very happy to see that his legacy will always live on within the black industry and black film industry community. Um, another thing I want to say about uh, Heart of They Fall is the soundtrack. Oh my God, the soundtrack. It's such a fucking beautiful thing. Like, the soundtrack is amazing. If you guys definitely get a chance to go listen to the soundtrack, even before you watch the movie, the soundtrack will be all you need. Like there's so many remixes and, and like and renditions and covers and everything. So fucking, I just wanted a song from Kumo D at this point. Like my God, like <laughs> that was one thing my dad loved. My dad loved fucking Westerns and he loved goddamn Kumo D because Kumo D was a black ass cowboy. And I, just <laughs> but I, I, I fell in love with the movie because I knew this would be something that my dad would love. I knew this would be something that if he were around today, we would sit down and watch over and over and over again. Cause he, <laughs> he loved, he loved movies and he loved Westerns. Like I said, but like to see, this is like, I, when I first saw the trailer, I said, this is my dad's wildest dreams. This is an all-black cast in an all-black movie that's being directed by a black man about the old-school westerns with real black-ass cowboys and cowgirls. And just, oh. I I want to I wanna honestly sit, sit my little brother down and tell him, like, this is one of the things that that um that I would have loved. Like there are there are a few moments that we get to share in this life. And movies for me are one of those things. If I sit down and watch a movie with you, if I if I share a movie with you, if I if I give you a recommendation that I'm like, all right, let's watch this. I like I'm giving I'm I'm creating a memory creating a moment that i don't ever want to forget i get very passionate about movies because those are the those are the vehicles that i use to express my love like if if we're if we're ever in a movie marathon and if i like give you like okay we're going to watch hobo with a shotgun if you've ever watched hobo with a shotgun with me you ever watched rubber with me if you ever watched donnie darko if you ever watched um um Death Car, um, sorry, Death Proof or Escape from Planet Terra. If you ever watch Kung Fu Hustle with me, if you ever watch any of my favorite movies, Forty Year Old Virgin, Talladega Nights, like any movie that I I I love to death. If I've watched any of the Kevin Smith movies with you, I have sh- I've shared a part of me because these are movies that shape me. These are things that, that, that blend into my personality. These are things that give me a bit of like joy. And if I'm able to share that joy with you, I, 
<laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Movies are how we we share our movies are how we share experiences that we all can talk about. And Westerns were the way that my dad shared his love with me. And to have a Western movie now, modern age, that I can probably one day sit down and watch with my kids or sit down and just watch with my friends and family. It will always give me a little bit of my dad in that sense. (sighs) The Heart of They Fall definitely is a new classic Western. It will go down in the annexes of, of movie history as being one of the blackest motherfucking Westerns ever to do it. I implore you to watch it. I know you will enjoy it. Even if you don't like Westerns, you're probably going to enjoy it. It's such a great cast that you can't help but enjoy it. Um, I want to last thing before I end off this review. Shout out to RJ Siler. Jesus. Duval boy out here doing amazing things. RJ. Yo. Amazing betrayal as Jim Beckworth. My God. When I tell you my new, my um, current Twitter handle is a bullet for Cherokee because Jim fucking deserved to give that fucking bullet to Cherokee. <sighs> um, RJ is the Jacksonville native. He was also the blue power ranger um, in the power rangers remake that I refuse to watch. Um, but definitely, definitely shout outs to him. Um, yeah, I, Ooh, I think I'm crying. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, and I didn't expect this emotional reaction of going over reviews. So I'm going to try and, um, as I told you guys, I'm going to try and do a review, um, each week for the rest of the month of November. I'm probably going to try and get you guys some movies that you would like. Um, I already have like a few movies in the bag that I can review, but I want to do new stuff. I want to do stuff like the Eternals. I want to do Shang-Chi. I want to review, like I said, a lot of the, the hotter things that are out right now. Um, Let's see, we got after this episode, we got three more weeks. Three more weeks before I take a break for December. Um, go watch Harder Than They <laughs> Go watch Harder They Fall, bro. Go watch it. You, you'll fucking love it. You'll love it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end it off here because I think, I think I'm, yeah. I've been your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bible. You can find me anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media. That's Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, wherever at Bobo FNN, B O B B O FNN. That's where you can find me on social media. You can also find me on Quirk Chat. Shout outs to Quirk Chat. Quirk Chat is a nerd and geek community built by nerds and geeks. Go check it out. It's in your Google Play Store, in your iTunes App Store. Quirk Chat is free. Um, they're not sponsoring me. I just love this app. I love the community that they have in there. I'm also on there as Bobo FNN. Go ahead and find me as well. They've made a lot of new updates, a lot of great things going on on Quirk Chat. You guys definitely go out there, download the app. It'll, you won't regret it. If you've ever been looking for a space to to like subsequent for Twitter or, or you're sick of Facebook or Instagram, come over to Quirk Chat. 
we, we gang gang over there, bro. Go go ahead and download the app. It's free. Go ahead and um join us, please. Um as stated, you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B O B B O. There that will be able to you can donate, give give as much ever you want. We have multiple tiers. And yeah. Um I want to thank you guys for joining me on this this review. Uh, <laughs> again, I did not expect to get to this this part right here, but um, I will catch you guys on the next episode. All right, peace. <laughs>